0: welcome to the mama outspoken podcast i'm your co-host jill
1: and i'm your other co-host bobby
0: hi welcome back hi episode six right labor and delivery episode who the heck wants to talk about that? but we're gonna relive our past and traumas in this episode but first peaks of valleys and it's my turn to go first.
1: Is it? It is. Oh, yay. Here you go.
0: My valley. We're going to start with the valley. Not long ago, we had in an issue far, in our marriage. Land. There was a little bump in a road, and I got super offended by some actions that happened in the past, not even current, just things I found out and confronted you about it. First I left and then
1: it wasn't for long.
0: I know I spent one night at my parents' house with the baby while my parents were away and gave us both a little bit of space to work on ourselves for a night and figure out how to talk to each other. And we did, we had a great conversation resolved the issues and any heartache and came back together the next day and really worked like adults together on a relationship
1: we are adults
0: (sighs) yeah well
1: i'm a man child so
0: exactly so it was tough it was really tough i was really hurt by the stuff that happened i don't want to get into it but every marriage is gonna have a bump in the road and i'm proud of us for handling it the way that we did and that we didn't like kill each other over it or get upset and angry in a conversation about it but it was still a pretty. We've never been like that. So. Don't lie about that. Yes, we have. We have gotten.
1: Well, I'm still here.
0: <laughs> we have gotten loud and angry with each other and not been able to work through something, and yes. so we separated. And I didn't do that this time. I felt very adult like, and it was a tough well, situation yet, for me. So. You're right, but we made it through, and there's that. So it happened. It was rough. It was my valley. But my peak was, actually this kind of played into it, I decided to uh, work a little bit harder on my own body and do a little bit more to help myself out with some self-care. I joined um, Beachbody On Demand. And did I, you? I did.
1: How's I that going?
0: <laughs> it's going really well. I lost five pounds so far. I I'm now almost two months in which five pounds in two months is not a lot, but postpartum, heck, it's freaking hard work to move this body.
1: <laughs> well, especially when you're working from home and you have the baby to yes. take care of, so.
0: But I've, I found some things to still, distract the baby. So I know, it's, but that's
1: still so impressive.
0: It's a peak. Uh, I'm proud of myself Good. for doing the work and finding the way to do the work. So pat on my back and it's only gonna get better from here on out and we're happy so your peak and valley bobby
1: all right let's see peak would be date night without the baby every couple that has a kid couple of kids needs a night out and we do it not frequently but when we do it it's it's, often enough it's It's, really nice it is and it it's very relaxing and we haven't had an any issues yet with knock on wood um
0: being able to spend time being
1: out. able to spend time out yeah. even though we're like right down right down the road <laughs> <Usually>. from <laughs>
0: we're close to home close
1: to home <laughs> so and all her sister needs to do is watch the monitor and make sure he doesn't wake up
0: yeah we haven't ventured out far enough yeah. yet but it's definitely helpful i'm glad that's your peak
1: it it's nice
0: it it's, is it's nice to get out together just yeah. you and me what about your valley?
1: The valley is... So, yeah. So, my valley is not being able to see Declan as much as I would like to. Not because Jill kicked me out or anything. <laughs> oh my God. It
0: was one freaking night, man. <laughs> and you didn't get kicked out. I left.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. You can leave whenever you want. Um, <laughs> just take him <them> with you.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. No.
1: I... I don't get to see him when I wake up, he's either up or asleep. And then I don't see him until he's getting ready for bed, getting ready for bed. And it's
0: that's it's five days a week. Plus
1: Saturdays. I work.
0: You're lucky you get home at a decent time on a Saturday. And and then Sundays, we're just so busy with plans because it's the only day off that yeah. we try and do fun stuff together. So, what, you're given one full day of time with him?
1: One full day of, like, if you, yeah.
0: It's hard. And that's why I decided not to go back to work. Because could you imagine both of us having that same schedule? Where I was working, it was a 10-hour shift. Both of us being out like that. Neither of us would have seen him until bedtime.
1: People do it. I
0: know they do it. And I'm glad I'm not doing it. But all the power to the other people that do make it work for them. Anyway, it is your time so this episode is not a sober episode for me i'm not abiding by my sober month rule today i have threes brewing and folks Spear, the doppelbach collab they did called wellspring
1: it's delicious
0: it is pretty tasty and a pretty solid doppelbach what are you drinking
1: babe i am drinking alpino it is a dry-hopped Alpine Lager from Oxbow Brewing Company. They're from Portland, Maine. No, Newcastle, Maine. Sorry, I got that wrong. And it's a this beer is a strong lager brewed with European malts and hops. They consider it a strong lager because it's six and a half percent. Usually, lagers are around four and a half percent to five percent. Hmm. Okay. So
0: And Threes and Folk's Bear are both New York breweries, right? Yes, they are. So we are on to labor and delivery. And why do I want to talk about this? Because it was traumatic for us. It's different for everybody. I have multiple friends that gave birth around the same time, within six months of me, before or after, that had excellent births, whether it be natural or cesarean. And also friends that had pretty traumatic ones that were awful for cesarean as well. Um, Candace's was absolutely terrible. She was worst situation with me, even like. Yeah, but
1: it's funny because she, she seems really like happy.
0: She does. She has a different story than I do. She is the total opposite. Even though she had a traumatic birth, uh, labor and delivery. That's how it's different. She had a great experience after in her postpartum journey, she is blissful. And I don't think that my labor and delivery contributed to any of my postpartum.
1: No, I don't think so either. But do you think it is the, it can
0: be a trigger for it.
1: I think it's the person. Yes. And each person takes it differently. I agree. After that experience, because if you have one of your best friends has that same experience you had,
0: a traumatic experience. A traumatic birth experience. And, you know, labor and delivery. But
1: why is she so happy? And
0: it's because we're different people. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's so weird how our physiology is and individuality is. But <laughs> hey, it is what it is. What are we going to do about it? We all have our own experiences.
1: Can't change it.
0: Nope. I'm embracing it. I'm working past it. I'm helping others work past it. So I have a question, I uh, two questions for our conversation today. One, you're probably not going to be able to answer, but you can input on. Okay. And the second. What is it? You can definitely answer. So the first one
1: <laughs> okay. is. I can definitely answer it. You sure about yes, that? Yes. If How if do I you know? You, you didn't even ask it yet. Ugh,
0: don't worry about it. So <laughs> the first question we have is, did I have a birth plan or expectations? You can answer that. Do we have a birth plan or expectations for our labor and delivery?
1: You had a lot more than I did.
0: So I still didn't have a real birth plan. I had expectations.
1: Understandable, but.
0: It was a birth plan, but not.
1: What would be my.
0: Your expectations for my labor and
1: delivery. What did you come
0: into the hospital thinking it would be like?
1: What people showed you on TV. Right? And that's what sucks. It's like everybody thinks that, oh, if you walk in, it's just going to be nurses. and you,
0: you get the wheelchair as soon as you yeah. walk in. Oh, my God, my wife's on labor. And you get wheeled right in. And yep. the next thing you know, it flashed right into the, the labor and delivery room and no, we're pushing. But that's they, all I could think of when i like, labor and delivery. It,
1: it's really weird. Like people expect the one thing, but like.
0: It's not at all what happens. Not at all. So, I did not have a birth plan on paper. Even though we took a prenatal class and we went over having a birth plan and a postpartum plan. I, I didn't really... It's not that I didn't care. I just didn't feel like I had too much that I wanted out of it like that I don't know how to say it the right way whatever happened I was just okay with like I I didn't want something specific because I wasn't really enjoying my pregnancy so why would I want something specific for my birth and labor I just kind of was like well whatever happens kind of happens I do know like sure I I want to hold him right after I have him so right after he's delivered i want to hold him i don't want him to go wherever else i knew that i wanted to have a vaginal birth as much as i possibly could and if i had to have a cesarean it it had to happen okay whatever no big deal like at least i knew my provider was on my side of having a vaginal birth unless it was absolutely necessary to have a cesarean um what else did i think of that's pretty much it. Like they told us in the class, like you can opt out of having the bath within the first 24 hours. You can opt out of having certain shots within the first time. You can have somebody helping with clamping the cord and all this fun stuff. But is it fun? It just kind of didn't seem like it was important to me to have us. And when we talked about it to try and plan this out, you were just like, Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me either. And then and
1: it does, it's, it affected you more than it affected me.
0: Right. So you were like, it's okay. Whatever you want.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not going to go. Then, I, I wanted you to
0: do what I wanted.
1: Yeah. I wanted it to be your decision only because yeah.
0: it was my body, my birth.
1: Yeah. My <laughs> body, my choice. like, <laughs> um it's the same shit. Like
0: and like I knew I'd be okay with an epidural if the pain got that bad, but I really didn't want one because I didn't want this mm. big ass needle stuck in my back. Oh, and
1: that was bad. The
0: chances of paralyzation or it not working or whatever. I was just terrified and then I just yeah. don't
1: like how they use fentanyl to numb the pain.
0: And who the heck knew that until we actually had it being put into my back anyway. So we'll go ahead and get right to the second question because that's where we're going.
1: I heard, I heard, I heard that word and I'm like,
0: yeah, so
1: you're really going to use that.
0: We'll tie this in. Um, were we actually prepared for what happened? No, (laughs) not at all. I don't think anybody can prepare for what happened. Even if you have a solid birth plan that you are going to stick to, you have an advocate, you're going to talk out and speak out for yourself and make sure those nurses, the midwives, the doctors, everybody in your medical team is going to listen to you. It's still not what you expect. I don't care how much
1: you, you advocate for yourself. You pay all the money in the world. but
0: Unless you've done it before. Yeah, a no. new mom, you are not going to be like, I expected all of this. Unless maybe you're a nurse and you are a labor nurse. Went and through, <laughs> <and> through every <laughs> and single fucking
1: scenario. Like,
0: I can't. I can't. Imagine somebody being like, "I expected every bit of that." No, unless you've done it before or seen there's everything no happen before. There's
1: no way because
0: there's, I didn't even realize what was going to happen would happen to me. Um. So, what,
1: what happened, happened was, to you?
0: <laughs> I we were in early labor at work. You were. I I I worked a ten hour shift at the New York State DMV, one of the busiest locations in Suffolk County. I labored. You work they didn't make me work. I was at work. Hi. I was acting supervisor for the day. So it was an easy day. Oh, good for you. <laughs> but I made it through. I was okay. So many people told me to go home. And I said, I don't really need to go home. I can handle this. It was early labor. Every 15 minutes, I had a surge for 30 seconds of just period cramps. It felt like, and I moved on. I paced myself. I took my breaths and it was what it was. Well, I was you fine with it. need to breathe
1: to live. So
0: Yes, I do need to breathe to live. <laughs> and then, Just saying.
1: Shh, I slept stop. through the
0: night and the next morning, it was a Saturday morning, is when I started going into active labor and I was getting the car seat inspected with my dad. Yes, I had to call yes, my yes. dad and tell him to come pick me up and bring me to the sheriff's office so we could go get it inspected because I couldn't drive myself because I was having contractions. <laughs> And we went back to their house and I tried to relax. I slept a little bit and then I called you. It was like three o'clock and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. So my dad drove me back home, got his car. I went back to his house and you showed up right after I got home and you and I just laid in bed for like the next hour to two hours until it finally got to be five minutes between We called the doctor to tell them, we're like, "Uh, we think we're going to have to come to the hospital.
1: how many times you had to call the doctor? Nobody
0: answered the freaking phone because nobody turned the phones over to the answering service that day. Go figure me having to go into labor and not being able to get through to a doctor. Ah, It was so, Bad. I bawled it, my eyes out. At least, like, let's just go. Let's just go. So
1: well, at least you knew what was going on with the phones because you, had that, ex- you had that experience because you were a funeral director. Right.
0: So I've experienced phones not being transferred before. Yeah. And then I had the smart idea as we're pulling into the hospital parking lot to show fire. No, to check the website. <laughs> And they have the emergency number there. So I called it. I'm like, I think I'm going into labor. I'm five minutes apart. I need the doctor. Nobody is answering
1: the phone. Imagine if you get that one nurse. You (laughs) think or you know you're going into labor.
0: So they're like, okay, hold on. We'll get in touch with the on-call doctor. We're sitting in the parking lot waiting. Because I'm like, I don't want to rush in if they're not okay with it. Talk to the doctor. She's like, come on over to the hospital. like, I'm already here. She's like, oh, okay, come on up. They had to get me checked in before they were allowed to have you come. I
1: up. understand that. So but by make, the time making me wait an hour and a half? You are so anxious.
0: An hour and a half is a long time to get me checked in before you can come up. And I did not like being alone. I and that know. was the first step of our plan not being what it needed to be. Because with me being alone, with all these doctors coming in and checking things. And I'm like, uh, I'm just in so much pain. I want that epidural. And I want my husband. And... Finally, he was allowed to come up, and as you were coming up, I think the doctor was coming in, the anesthesiologist was coming in to do the epidural almost, but that was like seven o'clock, I think, when we got the epidural, and it wasn't until midnight that we finally went in for the cesarean because we had tried for six hours to help me get past four centimeters dilated.
1: Just wondering what kind of drugs they gave you to try to get you along because they never really said anything. They gave me
0: Pitocin.
1: What the fuck is that?
0: It helps you kickstart contractions. So what they had said was when I got the epidural that that could have made me plateau. And I didn't find out until later that that's not accurate and that some people actually just plateau at a certain number usually around four centimeters dilated that it's just natural and if i would have had a doula i would have probably have been given that information and not have accepted the pitocin and just waited a little bit but they said declan was trying to get out and i wasn't letting him so they were fearful for him and so we said yes to the cesarean and we were wheeled in he was born at 1 49 a.m on the 28th of June. So we went into <laughs> the delivery room on the wheeling there. When they wheeled me there, my water finally broke.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, it broke. Okay.
1: Why am I peeing?
0: <laughs> it was weird. That was <laughs> probably the weirdest sensation I've ever experienced in my entire life is my water breaking. <laughs> um, so I'm laying out in a T. My arm is both out. I know. And I have more of the spinal tap now being pushed into me. And I could not feel my left leg. So it was a little bit off the the spinal tap thing, the needle, because they had to pump in more because I could still feel them. When they tried to poke and prod me, they're like, Can you feel this? So I was that like, Yeah. they gave you. They pumped it into me. So I didn't feel it anymore. Yeah.
1: But was and- that the what was that was that the so first um, they gave
0: me the epidural in
1: the epidural was fentanyl
0: yes and then when we got into the or they gave me even more
1: i don't i because can't because i could
0: still feel it when they
1: tried to go and i feel like now and am poking around at my stomach now i understand why more people want to do home births
0: yes and i almost feel like i never should have taken the epidural at all do that I have both arms outstretched. One has the anesthesia in it or whatever the IV in the one arm and you have my other arm in your hand
1: Yeah, and you're scary. trying to
0: hold me down cause I am convulsing.
1: Yeah. That so was bad.
0: I try to explain to you, that Oh, this is what my fight, fight or life flight response is for my body. Like when I get a tattoo done, I have multiple tattoos. I convulse. I have shakes.
1: That's weird.
0: It's what, how I react to pain.
1: Yeah, but that's weird. I know. I've never seen anybody but react I to shiver that. Shiver
0: uncontrollably. For you. <laughs> and I just have these shakes, and it was normal temperature. Okay, oh, granted, ORs are cold. at a lower temperature. So yeah. it was cold in there.
1: Because they gotta sterilize everything. Sterilize. Right. So but I had people... five
0: warmed blankets on me. Five. And I, I, I was still freaking shivering. I know. <laughs> My teeth were clattering. I
1: know. I was there. I wouldn't have said but it. you
0: were not expecting that at
1: all. No, because a birth shouldn't go like that.
0: So it was traumatic for you.
1: It was weird for me.
0: That because- was traumatic for me, mm-hmm. having like I was exhausted because I'm trying to I'm now tense. My my right arm numbed up, the one with the IV in it, because it was being stretched out off to the side and not being touched or moved or anything. It, not, it went numb from just laying there. And then I have you grasping my hand on the other side, on my left side. And I have these blankets almost like suffocating me because I'm just freaking freezing. The anesthesiologist was like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, this is not what I expected. I did not want this. This is
1: not okay. You know what I don't understand is why is he asking if you're okay? Isn't he supposed to be administering you drugs? And he's asking you if you're okay? (laughs) Don't you find that kind of odd? I don't know. That's kind of odd.
0: The baby comes out. They're here, like, let
1: me pump some more of this into you. Baby Are you just, okay?
0: Shut up. They get baby out and they're like, okay, daddy, you come here and you went off to do whatever. I tried. To, they told me to look over at you guys. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like they said, oh, Jill, go ahead and look. Yeah. You, you know, he's No, you did. I couldn't move my head.
1: You did. I
0: did. It took everything in me to turn my head. Oh, I, I
1: saw.
0: It was so hard and
1: that's why i feel like people like guys don't understand like i i saw it in your eyes where you just and you just turned tried to turn over to look and you were just like out of it
0: i needed it to be over i know because then they're like okay just a few more minutes and it felt like hours I'm, for them to close up
1: i'm not saying that hours women can fight guys all they want on Oh, you haven't been there? That's fine. I don't care about that. But if you see a woman in pain, like I saw you in pain, it kind of opens your eyes a little bit more because that was pain. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter, no, no matter how much stuff they pump into you, that's rough.
0: It was. It was not. It was hard. It was really hard. And I don't want to do that ever again. And we both left that delivery room saying we would never have another child because we didn't want to ever experience that again.
1: I don't want you to go through that again.
0: And then the recovery, we spent what two hours in recovery trying to get feeling back in my legs. They wouldn't let me leave until I actually got the feeling back in my legs. Yeah. It took and a I long time. I bet
1: you that was because of fucking funeral.
0: Oh, it was. And then I had to try to, you know, it was my golden hour they call it the first hour that the baby is born that you want to have the skin to skin and bond with the baby. And yeah, I was holding him. It you look like you like bonded that. more with him in that time. I could barely hold him cause I couldn't feel anything. And I was still convulsing. Like I didn't calm down with the shaking and for at least an hour afterwards.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think it was <sighs> what you expected. Not at all. Or what I expected.
0: Not at all, but...
1: Everybody has their own story.
0: It happened. I lived through it, and I never want to do it again, but...
1: Well, at least not that way.
0: Definitely not that way. And we're learning of other options, and they're looking more like we would rather do... Like, I definitely want to try, if we're going to have another child, either a vaginal after a cesarean or even a home birth after cesarean. I would much rather try and not have any drugs... So that way, I can do this without the same experience, but we'll see what happens. I'm not even sure about having another one just yet. Let's give it another year before we talk about that again. And we're gonna end this episode here. That's
1: a good idea.
0: And next week, we're maybe gonna... nine
1: months, you'll see us in
0: <laughs> having another talk about my next pregnancy. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah i doubt it uh next episode we'll talk about the fourth trimester and that's what the like the next five months after your birth and delivery is considered now so fourth trimester and being isolated during a pandemic thanks so much for listening in
1: thanks guys peace thanks for listening
0: we hope you'll join us next week